Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. It's starting to be evening when we record these programs, Jordan. I wonder if it's going to affect the mood. Yeah, the low. Well, I mean, I guess you couldn't call it Jordan Jesse Go after dark because it's as as it's dark dusk. is coming. Right, it's at dusk. Oh, Jordan Jesse Go from Dusk Till Dawn. What about <laughs> what about is Robert Rodriguez going to start producing the show? What about Jordan Jesse Go in a sentimental mood? Oh, I like that. Do you think we should have some flickering candlelight inside of our studio? That might Seems be nice. Dangerous. I will say that I am not nuts about sentiment. Really? Yeah. What about romance? I, you know, I'm, I, I, I can take it or leave it. Nostalgia? They don't seem useful. What about nostalgia? We can do nostalgia. Fond remembrance of earlier days. Okay, we can do that. Paris in the 20s. <laughs> yeah, okay, we can do Paris. Yeah, sure. Okay, that's great. Our, so that's, but I mean, I mean, obviously we can't talk too much about it because we weren't there, but that can just be our general vibe. Right. Yeah, no, I think you're, yes, you are, you are absolutely, it's Paris in the 20s. Sure. Fine wines. Baguettes. Ex- expatriates. Uh, shiny sh- streets slick with rain. That Woody Allen movie everybody liked, but I didn't, and I felt like a jerk when I talked about it at parties. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong about that one. That was a lot of fun, that movie. It was very funny. <laughs> very charming. Yeah. It was a real return to form. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Let's introduce our guest on the maybe. program. I guess. <laughs> It's me, Tom Hiddleston. I, it's really <laughs> oh boy. aggravating oh that you boy. say that about me. Uh, the mo- no, I'm Jeff Haggerty. Jeff Haggerty is uh, the boss of the television program Sports Talkers. That's right. Brand new television program on a network called Fusion. That's right, also. Um, is it, could you tell, say what kind of Fusion it is? Sure, sure. It's a fusion of ABC, which is a big, big network, and right. a fusion of Univision, which is also a big network. It's really big, and they speak in Spanish, but we speak in English on our show. So it's ABC and Univision uh, had a had a baby, and it's Fusion. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Also a longtime member of our, one of our favorite sketch comedy groups, Elephant Larry. Yep. Um, and a new Angelino. Uh, yes, kind of. Although I'm going, I'm going back on Wednesday. Once your show gets canceled, <laughs> right? <That's> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they don't need to cancel things anymore. They just say, okay, well. It's just when an executive trails off when yeah, he's talking exactly. to you. That's when you just go back to. They had me stay an hour late on on a Wednesday just so they could uh, trail off for another half hour. Sure. And be like, we'll let you know. Well, I mean, it's tracking. I mean, we're growing the audience. We're really getting out there in some good social and, media. Right. And then he was just gone. And I was like, where did he? Yeah. <laughs> he turned into a metronome. <laughs> it's easier for the. It's easier for the executives to disappear now that they're all David Blaine. Right. Yes. David Blaine runs all the networks. Yes. Mm-hmm. You have all your meetings inside a glass box that's suspended above Las Vegas. <laughs> and you're just looking for the poop shoot. Where, is the poop <laughs> Where do shoot? I poop? <laughs> uh, I totally missed the David Blaine thing. I didn't, I didn't see it. Was he good? I hear he what? impressed a lot of celebrities. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that either. But I guess David Blaine, I guess, did a special where he did celebrity yeah. for, uh, magic for celebrities. Yeah. He freaked out uh, the Breaking Bad guys. Oh. Yeah, I I bet he did. (laughs) You know what? I don't... (sighs) David Blaine... Oh, boy. David Blaine is the worst of all of the magicians. You know how I feel about... Not worse than Chris Angel. Yeah. He's the worst guy, right? 
Him and Guy Fieri are constantly jockeying for worst. <laughs> it's I'm a really good point. Okay, let, let me let me clarify what I mean. By okay, that. Yeah. Chris Angel is the worst. <laughs> overall human human <laughs> yeah like he represent chris angel is the human manifestation of everything that i am not mm-hmm. or like to think of myself as not right. he is which makes the him... opposite of my self-identity yeah. which makes and him... you only like things that are like yourself yeah yeah well you know i'm like you know what else would i be diverse no. <laughs> my Come on. who are... needs it who no. needs it we're all we're all where we want to be we're, yeah. all, we're all done developing. david blaine what I don't like about David Blaine is the thing that I am bothered by about magic is that I don't like the part of it, and I we've talked about this on the sure. program, I don't like the part of magic where I'm supposed to think it's cool when people trick me. Mm-hmm. I don't like being tricked, mm-hmm. and I don't like the taunting element of magic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't like a lot of other parts of the presentation of magic, obviously, <laughs> um, but I... If if magic... you don't like you don't like electronic music set to Gregorian chants. No, I don't like that. I mean, if magic that's weird because was, I love that. I'll just throw on a little of that around the house. Ricky Jay throwing playing cards into a watermelon. Yeah, uh, that's like a that's like an athletic feat. Yeah. somehow. I mean, it's a skill based athletic feat. But he's not tricking you. He's not an athlete either. No, but he's certainly a, not. He's a, a tiny husky, fat guy, husky gentleman. Yeah, but um, that I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. But the part w- and I feel like uh, David Blaine is the king of making you feel like an asshole. Yeah. So what? I guess I don't. I I don't. I only guessed when I said suspended in a in a box above. He does two things. Las yeah. Vegas. What One is he, he goes around on the street making people feel like assholes. Right. I mean, I'm sure that they show people who seem to enjoy it. But right. the truth is that ten seconds later they're feeling like an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been they've been used like a piece of like a square of toilet paper. <laughs> Number two, he does weird public things mm-hmm. to get press attention. Sure. Like suspending himself in a box. And that's the thing that I would say is potentially impressive if that's what he's actually doing. Like he encases himself in ice and stuff like that. I don't mm. know. Like this is not I have I have absolutely no actual research or knowledge of Dave and Blaine, but that seems like somewhat impressive. I wish that the premise of it I I think I like the idea of him actually doing that a mm-hmm. little bit and I think that some of the things he does actually do but then the fact that he's a magician means that it's definitely part of what he's doing is trying to figure out a good way to trick us into thinking that he's doing something right and that I lose him there sure and I'm out and I'm out on all of them cuz it taints it all sure everything is tainted for me Related but not really related. Did you guys see Now You See Me? The uh, magic oh no, movie? the Magic Heist movie. I did not see it. No, it was, it was very terrible, and you would have hated it, Jesse. <laughs> so I just wanted to corroborate. There's, there's like it's weird because you love the films that. of Louis Leterrier. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg, sure, sure. I don't know. Just listing the stars. Just Wait, Jesse, that context. sounds great. Those are those are two charming uh, film stars. Yeah, maybe cast so. cast cast is not the problem. No, nope. Mark Ruffalo's in there. I would Who say doesn't love Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo uh, the the French lady from you, Mark Ruffalo. You can count on him. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. I really to have to... appeared, and you can count on me. <laughs> yeah. I really want to blow the ending. Uh, you know, go ahead, blow the ending. I I'm not going to see it. it was is Mark... it is it important to the? I oh, mean, sure, to, to our understanding of. Uh, t- t- of why movie? it was bad? Uh, I, not not really. 
I would say it's just like, oh, they it could have been a good movie with okay. this twist. Let's say that. Let's say, okay, let's say spoiler alert from a mediocre spoiler movie alert. that came out this summer. You want to see Now You See Me, don't listen when I say that it was Mark Ruffalo the entire time. You think <gasps> what? The inve- I what? Yes. I didn't think it was yes. him. You think he's the investigator, but no, he's investigating a crime that he perpetrated. You so, know what? Wow. I would have had my money on Isla Fisher. Yeah, you would have? Yeah, because... You know, because because redheads are naturally shifty. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> also, short people. Yeah, short. Yeah, Seems short really plus short. red. Yeah, I would say because she's that. she's bitter that her career hasn't gone the way that she expected it would after the Wedding Crashers. Mm-hmm. Right after she showed us her prodigious charms, mm-hmm. she's just barely managed to keep in the public eye. I mean, Amy, Amy Adams got all that stuff. Yeah. Amy Adams got all yeah. that. Yeah, I, I think it's it's stuff. just yeah. There's not room enough for Mm-mm. for both of them. Not going to work. Well, but well. hey, I think they're going to make a couple more of those uh, Now You See Me's. Is, so? tr- is that true? I think so, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I think there's going to be so many more magic heists in our oh future. My goodness really? Gracious. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I literally have never heard of this. <laughs> I've, it was you the... are describing the craziest thing. A, a movie that stars Isla Fisher yeah. and Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. And a Woody heist... Harrelson. It's, what? <laughs> Magi- it's magicians pulling a heist. It was Morgan the, Freeman. It was the surprise hit of the summer. Yeah. It was, but it, spo- was, it, was but the, it was like September, wasn't it? Or I, was it the last weekend of August or oh, something? I don't know. I think it's I know not, it as the the, sure. the little movie that could. I think you might be right. Yeah, it sounds like a direct to DVD film. <laughs> sure. Probably but what's weird is the presence of Jesse Eisenberg makes like Jesse Eisenberg doesn't do a lot of cash in movies. You, you this was one. You, this wow. this was the one cuz he was also he also played a womanizing asshole in it and you're just like I don't, think I so, don't know Eisenberg. Eisenberg. Yeah, yeah. Go back to shouts and murmurs yeah. in the New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed, by the way, speaking of shouts and murmurs in the New Yorker, if I could class this show up a little mm. bit, please. Have you noticed that apparently only celebrities uh, and only celebrities under thirty-five are allowed to write that anymore? Like, certainly Paul Rudnick gets to write <laughs> his <laughs> his thing that exhausts me after the first paragraph mm-hmm. uh, every once in a while. But like, I feel like it's only. Like Lena Dunham and Jesse Eisenberg <laughs> and Michael Sarah. That's how they're roping in the young people. Yeah. I imagine the New Yorker maybe has a little bit of a problem, like NPR does, of its, you know, of its uh, 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 readership getting older and older. So you get those, you get those hip kids. You get those Tumblr, Tumblr kids in there. You think, you think Eisenberg's really lighting up the Tumblr? Oh, he's huge on Tumblr. Eisenberg gifts? Are you kidding? Oh, my God. People love those. Really? Yeah. yeah. Only ones made by Eisenberg. Right. Yeah. Eisenberg's making gifts now. Oh, he's got to be. Absolutely. He's got to be. Do you he's think Eisenberg says age. GIF or GIF? <laughs> oh. I bet, yeah, I bet he says GIF and then he's a dick about it when people say GIF. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it I, looks like it should be GIF, though, so. It looks go, like it should be GIF. He, he can stick it in his ear. I think both are, I looked this up once, both are acceptable. I think. So, so you just, I, everyone should feel comfortable. I think, I it's, think. A, it's, like a, it's like a popular use situation, yeah. you know? Yeah. GIF, GIF. Jeff you know what? We're going to need to get Jeffrey Nunberg on the line on this <laughs> one. <laughs> you know, that's probably best because we're just going to keep going in circles here. I was wondering what that hotline was there for. Yeah. <laughs> now, I got, now, I, now I see. <laughs> that's for popular usage. Sure. Yep. That's the usage, our usage board. It always goes straight to Nunberg. <laughs> yeah, well, he's the chair. I Absolutely. mean, he has the other members of the usage board surrounding him at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, right. the, the widow of the late William Sapphire. <laughs> Eisenberg, or um, Numberg, where are we in Ironic? 
We'll Current be... status of ironic. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hey, it's me, Jesse. Max Fun Con is MaximumFun.org's annual gathering of friends in the mountains above Los Angeles. Join us this spring for comedy, classes, talks, and parties with your new best pals. Tickets for the 2014 edition go on sale Friday, November 29th. And to be honest, we cannot add any more bed capacity, so expect it to sell out quick. Head to MaxFunCon.com the day after Thanksgiving to grab yours. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. And I'm Jeff Haggerty, also here. You can have a nickname if you want to. I mean, also here is good. Sure. But... You know, uh, okay. think, think about it. Okay. Think about it. I'll think about it next We'll do more and segments. Just remember, that. also, here's not good. Okay. <laughs> Jordan was just telling you that to make you feel better. Okay. He didn't want you to feel unwelcome. We've been friends for a long time. Yeah. I, I think it's okay for, for me to say mm-hmm. that was a bad nickname. Okay. So pick a better Jesse nickname. and I have a good cop, bad cop situation right. <laughs> going on. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> Later, Jesse's going to hit you with a phone book. I'm definitely feeling also here now. Absolutely so, not. I will I'm not really... bring you a cup of coffee. <laughs> here's your coffee. Oh, thank you. <laughs> just how you uh, like it. Oh man, now I'm reminded of Now You See Me again because of the. <laughs> Is there a fun sorry, coffee scene in that comes movie? Back to Now You See Me. There's a fun uh, interrogation scene, yeah. Despite where... being a bad movie, this seems to have kind of infiltrated your, your consciousness. Clearly, somehow. clearly, I really want to go to the Bellagio now and see a magic show. I keep forgetting <laughs> that there's this whole world of people yeah. who not only go see movies, but go see movies they probably won't like because they're dumb. Yeah, no matter what. They'll just like, I want, I'll see a movie. Wow. Yeah. Oh, to live in such a world. <laughs> I've been wishing I could go see that George Clooney in space movie. Yeah, oh. sure. Since it, just two months, whatever it is, since it came yeah. out. Two months, I want to see, go see George. That's my ideal movie. It's just George Clooney floating around, having danger. I think, I think, I think maybe people are overselling how much. It's basically Sandra Bullock in space. Clooney oh, pops really? up a couple times. Hmm. So it's a supporting role. Well, that makes me feel better about. They're not very. I mean, they're his little bits are terrific. So it's a. It's mostly. So is, he's a supporting role. Yeah. Why would you do that? I think Clooney's just in this. I can do whatever I want to place in his career. So you think that Clooney took took a look at the script and said, "I like it. Can you write me out of it?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. Can I? Can I be drifting off camera for most of this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Clooney, I love you, friend. Well, that's my love letter to George Clooney. <laughs> let's let's get back to what's going on in our lives. What's happening with you, Jordan? Well, uh, speaking of something infiltrating your consciousness mm-hmm. and movies, actually, uh, something I heard something on the radio that I have not been able to shake since I heard it, and I've just been thinking about it basically constantly. Like other thoughts will slip in, like maybe I should make some dinner, or can I take a guess as yeah, to what it is? Please. I got a feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, oh, I've been to. I've uh, only been going to weddings on the weekends. <laughs> gotcha. I should say. So it's it's in there. It's in there. <laughs> um, no, this was a uh, this was a call in segment from uh, uh, from the show Air Talk 
AirTalk is like the local. A lot of NPR stations have a show that is a call-in show that runs in the mid-morning or mid-afternoon, and mm-hmm. AirTalk is the one on uh, KPCC here in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's hosted by Larry Mantle. The most earnest earnest and competent man in the world. Yeah, I would say that, I mean, if I was to describe Larry Mantle, I would be, I would describe him as a man made of patience. Yes, he does none of, what I like about Larry Mantle is that, you know, there are people who have this job across this great nation. Um, you know, Brian Lehrer in New York, for example, Jeff, if I might bring you into this sure, conversation. Sure, New York. And I would say uh, there's a man named Michael Krasny. I was going to say Eiffel Tower, Empire State Building, but also Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower, we have uh, none of those. Mm. There's a man named Michael Krasny who hosts the equivalent show in San Mm -hmm. Francisco. And I would say that often these men do a great job, or men and women do a great job. But if they have a weakness, it might be pomposity. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, it's a job where it's hard not to seem pompous because you're in charge of every subject in the world. Right. Uh, however, what is remarkable about Larry Mantle is how sweet he is. On yeah, there. he's very sweet. One of the one of the great thrills uh, uh, of my of my life in Los Angeles uh, to that point was meeting him at the Los Angeles Festival of Books, and he took a picture with me. One of the great thrills of my life in Los Angeles is when. I heard uh, our friend Asterios Kokonos call into air <laughs> under, under a, some sort of joke name. <laughs> I can't even remember what the subject. We, yeah. we'll, we'll ask Asterios next time he's on the program. Um, so, yeah. So, and so Larry Mantle is great. And, and obviously people who call into talk radio shows are, are the worst. I mean, they're yeah. – they're, they're, Audio Chris Angels, basically. They're a little bit better on uh, on public radio, but sure. not that much. Yeah, no, no, totally not that much. It is amazing how much someone will call in an AM radio show. And yeah, I think I think someone who calls into public radio maybe will mention Bob Dylan. Right. Randomly. Right. Uh so so anyway, so and and yeah, and Larry Mantle is just is just a a human built from blocks of patience and he always like takes people seriously and treats them kindly even if they are the craziest chemtrail brings fluoride them, in the water brings nut. them gently to their point and lets them off the line without making them feel bad totally absolutely uh yeah just just a just a delight to listen to so i uh, i was listening to him uh uh do a topic on i guess um uh um pg13 movies now have uh, you know an increased amount of gun violence in them. I guess the amount of gun violence that's in a PG thirteen movie now is you know five times what it was in nineteen eighty five when PG thirteen got invented. So he was talking about this and uh, you know getting getting uh, you know parents' opinions. Do you let your ch- children see PG thirteen movies? Does gun violence bother you? And it was basically a whole episode of people calling in and saying, yes, there's gun violence. But what about violence in video games? Video games are so violent. It's basically that over and over again. And he said, you had to say like, well, yes, children play a lot of video games. What do you think about movies? They would just say, I don't know. And then just want to talk about, want to talk about violence in video games. Uh, but the only guy who called in. And what about violence on Scandal? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's got a lot of violence. And, kids and it, are watching these days mostly. Yeah, well, they love something they can hashtag. And they love Kerry Washington. Sure. Yeah, Netflix. Kids have always loved Kerry Washington. Netflix. Oh, yeah. Since yeah. way back. They love, her, uh, they love her power suits. Sure. <laughs> if there's anything I know about millennials, they love power suits. <laughs> yep. Statuesque um, beauty. Sure, exactly. 
And Josh Molina, of course, in a supporting role. Only an asshole doesn't love Josh Molina. Whether you're a teen, a tween, Mm -hmm. a millennial, a next millennial. Gen X, Gen Y. (laughs) Right. Everybody loves Molina. The elderly. By the way, Dan from Sports Night starred one of my tweets. Oh, boy. Sorry. Nice. Not bragging, simply the truth. Continue with your story. Um, So, yeah, so... So they're talking about gun violence in PG-13 movies, and this guy calls in. He's like, uh, yes, I'm a father, and uh, what bothers me about PG-13 movies isn't the gun violence. It's the nudity that they slip in there. They're slipping nudity into PG-13 movies. And Larry Mantle said, like, oh, well, that, that's obviously a concern. So, so, so nudity to you is, is uh, more, more important to monitor than gun violence. He's like, oh, yeah. Uh, and he's like, so what are some some examples? Like, oh yeah, well, I mean, all these PG thirteen movies, um, Titanic, and what's that one with Rodney Dangerfield? Back to School. <laughs> <laughs> so the two most recent examples he could wow. think of were uh, Kate Winslet's nude drawing scene in <laughs> Titanic and Back to School. Which when did that get? Was that eighty seven? At best. Yeah. There, to be fair, there's also some nudity, which I thought was inappropriate in Ladybugs. Oh. <laughs> um. Rodney Dangerfield insists upon it. Yeah. I guess I've only seen uh, like Comedy Central edits of Back to School. What is the nudity in that? I, man, you know, no you know where I saw Back to School? Okay, so when I was, this is a weird thing, but when I was growing up to, to like have extra money around the house, my mom would board ESL students. So these ESL students that would come for a couple months at a time to study English at an English college in San Francisco, they would stay at our house and my mom would feed them and, you know, they would sleep in an extra bedroom, that kind of thing. And so one of these ESL students, his parents were, his parents came to visit and they really took a liking to our family. And her father, and his father was extraordinarily rich and invited me to Switzerland (laughs) Sure. Um, and so I went to Switzerland when I was 10. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, yeah. He invited – and, like, my my family had no money at all, so there was no – like, he just bought me a plane ticket to Switzerland and said, you can stay at our house. We have a six-bedroom house or whatever. <laughs> you can sleep in the Alpenhorn. Yeah, exactly, in Zurich. <laughs> and uh, it was wonderful. It was a wonderful trip. Um, and one of the things that happened – and this, this guy's parents were really wonderful – was that uh, there were a part of it was like over their vacation or something. Part of it they had to go to work, I think, was what was going on. Okay. So they rented me some videos, and Back to School was one of the videos mm. that they rented me because basically there was one English language video store in Switzerland, <laughs> and <laughs> there was like four choices, and they so they just went with Back All to Rodney School. Rodney Dangerfield. So no. when I was ten, I watched Back to School like two or three times in one day. Um, however. I don't remember anything about back to school. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that it was very precise. The timing was very precise. Right. That's surprising because that's the age I feel like when you drill, you like you have, here are the three movies I like, and you drill, and you go, and you go, and you go. I right. don't think I liked it. Yeah, you just had to. Yeah, I that just was, was, well, it was either that or read a book in German. No. <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. Not going to teach yourself German. Although I did play a lot of a Formula One computer game. That was another thing I did at that That's house. Pretty valid. Yeah, I would have done that. So, what do you think In this guy? What do you What do you think this guy was mad about? Had he recently seen 
Had he recently seen Back to School and it just infuriated him? Or did he just like, oh gosh, I better call into a radio? Like, it seemed like he was pulling yeah. it out of thin you know air. What, what I, was the motivation for the call? If I was going to guess, mm-hmm. Jordan, I would say, you know those websites that catalog celebrity nudity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a Mr. Skin or yep. something else. I think he owns one of those websites. Oh, and he's upset because it means there's a whole new set of film rating films. Mm. Right. <laughs> That's so eloquently put on my part. Yeah, film rating films. Sure. Yeah. There was a whole there's a whole new classification of films that he has to watch all of in case there's nudity. In mm. So he's upset about increased workload. Okay. Well, I mean that's I mean, yeah. I guess someone right someone probably went up to him and was like, "Oh, I love your celebrity nude site, uh Halle Berry and Swordfish." A favorite, um, Jennifer Lopez, and out of sight. It, I should also explain his is for elderly homosexuals. Oh, okay. Uh, so there's Rodney Dangerfield, <laughs> Henny Youngman. So, so, yeah, somebody's like, but uh, where's that? Where's that Kate Winslet scene? Where's Dangerfield's butt in the locker room? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's over sixty. Yeah, it's elderly Jews. It's mm. specifically elderly Jewish men that he catalogs the nudity of. Sure. And he just happened to run into the Winslet thing and was upset by it. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I, I mean, would... she's a she's a real pig. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah, well, if, if your interest is elderly Jewish men, <laughs> she is a she is the worst. Kate yeah, Winslet Kate Winslet yeah. is an F minus. <laughs> even when she's elderly, she's not gonna. She's yeah, not she, gonna even get in then, there. she's she will climb at best to an F plus. Right. <laughs> best of the worst. Kate Winslet. Yes. Do you think <laughs> fans of elderly Jewish nudity just call it elderly Judity? <laughs> yes. E Judity. E Judity. <laughs> EJudity.com. They have a lot to do. <laughs> they have to get some portmanteaus in there. Yeah, you got it. It's not going to work. You got to throw a portmanteau in there. <laughs> Why is film nudity still so fascinating? I was wondering this as I was watching Masters of Sex. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, Masters of Sex is a pretty good show. Yeah. Pretty solid program. A um, lot of nudity in there. Great. Uh, the, the premise of this show is that uh, it's about the Masters and Johnson sex studies. Okay. And so. You know, on every given program, there's at least one part where they're doing a sex study. Mm-hmm. So then it's just, there's electrodes and shit. If you were an electrode fetishist, this would be, yeah. This, oh, yeah. this is your Citizen Kane. I was about to ask, <laughs> ask, are there electrode fetishists? And then I just stopped yeah. myself because of course there are. Yeah. This is like the greatest day. If you're like a readout fetishist, mm. there's a couple of different fetishists. Do you like dot matrix printers? <laughs> this is like, this is, this is, yeah. I mean, it is like, it's like being, yeah. Anyway, it's great for those things. Sure. But I find myself thrilled by the nudity in this show. Okay. Not necessarily mega aroused, but just super excited to see it. All right. Is um, uh, some of it Lizzie Kaplan based? It is. And then she's, she's a beautiful woman. She's yeah. a beautiful woman. However, however, the thing the thing that strikes me about it is all the nudity, all, all the non-real life nudity I could ever want is available to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 2013. I have no need, and I'm not particularly interested in particular celebrities' nudity. No. But I am still really excited when there's nudity in anything. Yeah. Is that residual from when I was 11? Here's what I think. Yeah. Uh, A, yes. I think a little bit like, yeah, I think people people our age, we had to kind of take our nudity where we could get it. And, you know, uh, it was usually just like a random scene in a Van Damme movie. Sure. Or... And let's be clear, people our age, this is something that we had to take w- 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 when we could get it from age 10 
to 12 when yeah. the internet came through. Yeah. <laughs> like, not a long, not our whole adolescence. Right. Oh, me definitely. I mean, we didn't have internet till I was like last, like senior year of high school. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was still, I was still pinching Playboys. Yeah, and, I think uh, I got internet sixth grade. Well, sure. the internet wasn't like super easy at first. It wasn't yeah. like, yeah, what was oh, the... yeah. You can, I it guess was mostly GIFs. Yeah, it was, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's mostly. <laughs> GIFs was uh, invented and Cindy the Crawford built GIFs. around that. Yeah. Cindy Crawford GIFs. I mean, that was like, because I mean, all I had was a family computer and I was just like, I don't want anyone in my family to see what I'm trying to see. Hmm. See your GIFs. To see my GIFs. Right. right. Sure. GIF, I, I, call I think mine, you're saying my name every time. I call time. mine my GIFs too. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're saying GIFs every time. Um, <laughs> so, you're little GIFs. GIF, GIF. So Jordan, so you were saying one part so yeah, I think I, part Residual. of it is yeah. It's like you know we we know that we we're all looking for that scene in Commando where fucking Schwarzenegger is fighting in the motel. He and you busts, finally get to see his dick. And you finally get to see his dick, <laughs> and he whacks that Russian dude in the face with it, and it is so hot. Yeah, uh, you know, like they'll be fighting in the motel, and they'll bust through a wall, and it'll just be a nude woman is in right. the motel, and like yeah. that, you know, that was the best. That was the fucking best. Um, but no, I think, by the way, in, can I interject here? Sure. A few weeks ago on the program, we discussed whether. The macho, muscly action stars of the 1980s were ever attractive to any women? Yes. Um, and we followed up on this briefly, but mm-hmm. we've had further follow-up in our yeah. forum. We it's had, an interesting discussion, I think. Yeah, I think we it's had going a, really well. Yeah, it is really, it's really wonderful. And we had a really wonderful, thoughtful post from a gay man who's into muscle dudes. Mm-hmm. And he said, yes, that was all he thought about through his entire adolescence. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, I'm summer. I'm oversimplifying what he said. But I, was, I very much appreciated his input on the matter. But it does yeah. seem like only dudes, whether straight or gay, yeah. it's only of interest to dudes. And that makes sense. Like I'm sure you probably talked about it at the time. But it's like they never even... When, even if they got the woman at the end, like there wasn't even kissing, right? And I'm thinking right. of Arnold, I'm thinking of Sylvester, I'm thinking of Jackie Chan, where it's just like, no, now, now they're just together. Yeah. And like, maybe he like side hugs Like her. ripped muscle dudes, yeah. like Jackie Chan. <laughs> right, right, right. I know exactly what wait, you're talking about. Wait, I'm think, I am meant to say martial arts clowns. Right. <laughs> Okay, so uh, actually, actually, one. you know, can I, can I, can, yeah. can we double back to, to our yes. study? Yes. Um, I think I think I agree with you. I think that I am our sex study, Mr. St. Johnson. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I think I agree with you that that the Van Damme, Schwarzenegger, Stallone butt shots were not of interest to most women. Yeah. But I wanted to bring up. I think that we might have a sampling problem. Really? Yeah. To you know, to mm-hmm. go back to the world of because Masters and Johnson. our fans are because our fans their interest in because they are. Self-selected because they sure. are are already right. our fans and we our know, fans who would post on the forum. Right, they know we know about them that their interest in muscle dudes, big ripped dudes, is already satiated by listening to our show. Exactly, because mm-hmm. it's such a muscular program. Right, and because you can hear our delts, and because yeah, I mean basically <laughs> because of the two of us clapping our delts, <laughs> <laughs> our pecs. Ends with so they don't need that from from film and television. So um, a modern example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think most women, most uh, straight women, would agree that the guy who plays Thor mm. is Foxy. Can we? Do you think we can all agree to that? Sure. Jen Marmer, is that true? Jen Marmer, the guy who plays Thor. Straight, you have, you're, we're putting you in the position of speaking for all straight women here, Jennifer. Um, would you say that that many or most modern women would find Thor foxy? Chris Hemsworth. 
Many, she says. Many. Many. Sure. And in general, like if we asked our moms, right. you know, if, if we showed her a picture of Thor and Us, uh, Us Weekly or EW or something. My mom mm-hmm. would say, I, I am only attracted to most deaf. <laughs> My mom really likes most deaf. I mean, I, that's, <laughs> I, get, I get it. Yeah. That tracks. Without even showing the picture, is he most deaf? <laughs> is this man <laughs> is most, most deaf? Is Thor <laughs> right now? <laughs> That'd be some outside-the-box casting I'd That'd like to phenomenal. see. Phenomenal, yes. So anyway, I think, think that uh, the, you know, the majority of women will find uh, Chris Hemsworth attractive. Any Hemsworth, really. Yeah. If you go on Tumblr, the number three thing on Tumblr is nerd girls posting saucy pictures of the guy who plays Loki. Tom Hiddleston, mm-hmm. yep. uh, previously mentioned on the show, sure. who is dark-haired, fey, uh, kind of wicked. And he's the he's the kind of beta male to Thor's alpha male. So he's the, you know, and... He's like a cumberbitch type phenomenon. Exactly, yes. It's the, same, it's the same kind of thing. So I'm guessing that our audience uh, are, are Loki women as opposed to Thor women. And probably in their youth, if they are as old as we are, we're probably... Robert Smith fans, John Cusack fans, the or if they sensitive... are more Thor women again, they're getting enough Thor from the two exactly. Exactly. So that's so. I think that. I think that. Should have brought all my foley equipment. Didn't realize it was that kind of show. It is. It's a foley show. Damn it! So I think that if 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 there are women in their late twenties, early thirties who were attracted to Van Damme and Thor, we probably are not speaking to them. Right. So anyway, let's circle back to to nudity on screen. Oh yeah. So yeah, I think we grew up with it, and also I think that nudity has made its way. Lizzie Kaplan, by the way, the Loki of television leading women. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yes, uh, it's, it's very. There are there are Lizzie Kaplan fellas, and I'm yeah. sure they're all they're all listening now and are in here. Um, but I think that I think that uh, yeah, we don't see nudity too much in in movies. Like the, I mean, uh, uh, to to fly in the face of this air talk caller, I think that's just not. I mean, when was the last time you saw nudity in a movie? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Is Game of Thrones a movie? <laughs> I think so. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Home box office. So yeah, there you sure. Go. Right. Sure. It counts as a movie. It is. It's a box office at home. Anyway, yeah, I can't remember the last. Is there any? Is there any nudity in that George Clooney in space movie? Uh, Sandra Bullock's in her undies, looking good too. All what right. about George looking Clooney? very good? I'm really only interested in. Clooney. Oh yeah, he what comes in space. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes. It's r- really hard to clean up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's weird, you know how like unless you he... got to jump on it, then it's very easy. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, bam. Yeah, just sandwich get... bag. Sure, <laughs> done. You got to trap it. You got to trap that cum. Yeah, trap it. Aruga. Man, when are we gonna have, when are we gonna get Michael Winslow on the show? <laughs> it's only only a matter of time. Here, guys. So I think that it is like. It is. It's so rare. I think. I guess to me, when I am watching a, a Game of Thrones, a Boardwalk Empire, and you do get that, you know, classy bit of nudity, it's exciting just because we're not 
that's so rare these days. You but know, that's not rare there. That's not rare on TV. I feel. Yeah, I guess I, I feel, feel like that's like that's what that's what that stuff's based on. Good. Yeah. It's like, yeah, let's get. Uh, where's the naked woman of the week? There it is. But sure. I'm just saying, <laughs> there it is. There it. <laughs> right. She's a person. The naked lady of the week <laughs> no, is a person. I'm sorry. I was talking about the one breast that you see. Okay. Yeah. Naked lady there it week. is. They would never do both at the same right. time. Is that, is that how they do it on Boardwalk Empire? I'm pretty sure. Well, it's because it's the, uh, it's the, it's the 20s. jazz age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Historical they were the accuracy. half corsets then. Yeah. Sure. It was a very yeah. Comedy. But there is a lot of like scenes in Boardwalk Empire where they're at like a brothel and there's that just that like mm-hmm. sloppy prostitute mm-hmm. whose like nightgown is coming down. <laughs> so there is a lot of one boob, I guess, in Boardwalk Empire. I guess so. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think that's what it is. I think I think just like seeing nudity in a narrative is 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 weird these days and kind of has some of that some of that surprise factors come back inside me every time nudity happens on game of thrones or the the, the shows that i watch with significant nudity would be game of thrones and this masters of mm-hmm. sex which i've been watching recently and uh inside me when the nudity happens there is still like a 12 year old going yes <laughs> <laughs> yes this is probably a you comment. saw it <laughs> my at- Probably a comment on my attitude towards sex, but I still feel guilty. Like, if I'm watching with someone, like my girlfriend, my yeah. significant other, I'm like, I <laughs> yeah. look at her out of the side of my eyes, like, does she see me looking? Does <laughs> yeah. she Should I pretend I, to be I reading a, a magazine a, right. <laughs> during this TV show? I think show? I'm a grown-up. Do I just, like, eyes fixed on the screen? Do I, like, do I do cross my eyes? <laughs> I cross do my I eyes? fake pass like, out or do something <laughs> strange? Like, oh, boy, Should I stand go. on my head yeah. so it looks like I'm looking at it upside down and it wouldn't mean anything right. to me? <laughs> I have done that a couple of times just right. to see how I would play, and she was just ignoring Not, me. You know, she was way into the nudity. I guess I can think of two strategies for that when, when watching with this significant other number is one is called the stevie so. wonder right pretend that you've really gone blind <laughs> yeah in <laughs> a sort of vague head nod yeah i would say just like compliment something in the background like mm-hmm. look at that credenza oh, that's right. a gorgeous yes. credenza and like oh i didn't even know that this woman was nude and getting railed mm-hmm. and then or can i tell you that on masters rail. of sex sometimes there's nudity and in the background you can see uh the same coat rack i have in my office <laughs> and i'm like i could say hey you, look at that coat rack it's the same one from the office sure you wave at it. Hi, coat rack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, you can pretend to be retarded. Uh-huh. <laughs> wave at furniture. <laughs> um, so okay, so check out that credenza. Sure. Or just ew, yuck, 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 yeah, yuck. Yeah, yeah. Just pretend like you're super grossed out by it. What yeah. if I just made crow sounds? Yeah. <laughs> and then you eat corn. <laughs> and then I plot against my enemies. There you go. You know, a, a listener on Twitter, mm-hmm. speaking of, I didn't mean to bring up crows so it's that okay. I could rail against them, but they yeah. deserve it. I, Anti-crow. a listener, well, I hate crows. How come? Um, they don't, they're ugly. Okay. I'm pretty sure they're planning something. Sure. Too big. They're bigger than you think they should be, especially if they yeah. get too close. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Are there a lot of crows out here? Mm, I don't really know the difference between them. They might be ravens. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, I was going to say about ravens because ravens are like terrifying. Yeah, they're spooky. I was in Ireland last year and ravens are like pigeons there. And I was just like, shit. You're like, give me a break, you fucking creepy. It's probably a hot dog off the floor. And I was just like, what I don't like is that they're they're more likely to be a wizard's familiar. Yeah. (laughs) And you hate wizards. Anyway, fucking crows. Learn Ew. from each yuck, other. Yuck, 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 yuck. Learn from each other and plan against their enemies. A fucking listener emailed me a science study about that. Mm-hmm. Science what? has proven that crows fucking are are going to take over. A murder of crows. That's probably why. Yeah. They that. Sure. I hate crows. Crows versus ravens. Pick. 
I know. Yes, I pick yes. I think the crows should fight the ravens <laughs> <laughs> to the death. Last crow standing. We'll see what's left. <laughs> We'll see what the fuck is left at the end, and then maybe woodpeckers can take care of that shit. <laughs> yeah, they just swoop in. Definitely probably. Yeah. That sounds like your muscles. Woodpeckers are nature's cleaners. <laughs> Was that your muscles again? Well, I made the sound of a woodpecker using my mus- using my guns. Well, I mean, I think your muscles are so I mean you people say you're Jesse Thorne the human tree. Right. Because you're so sturdy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I could see a woodpecker getting confused. Yeah. Thinking sure. that's a great place to store an acorn and coming in. Pecking on your pecs. Well, you know, here's the thing. They're not going to get in there. I would just do one flex. Pow. Bam. Pop. Yeah. Off into, off, off into the sky they go. No need to fear them. If you can do that, you're set. I don't, because that's I really don't, fear, the only way. I don't fear fucking woodpecker. Oh, oh, we're still talking about woodpeckers. I yeah, crows, was, I'm a, afraid. No, crow, crow got its beak in your muscle. Well, just then that's the a concern. Thing. I mean, Close that's a concern, especially if it's got a plan that it c- cooked up with its friends. The mm-hmm. woodpecker is working solo. Close your eyes. Pretend it's a woodpecker. I believe in your muscles. I see them right now. <laughs> so you think my muscles could take a crow if I believed it to be a woodpecker? Absolutely. I mean, it's like mind over matter plus muscle. <laughs> Don't forget the muscle in there. Right, mind plus muscle mm-hmm. over crow. That's the order of operations, yes. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan. Just so you go. <laughs> this is Jesse Thorne, proprietor of MaximumFun.org and host of International Waters. International Waters pits a team of comedians in London against a team of comedians here in L.A. over several rounds of very stupid pop culture questions and games. The points don't matter. The funny does. And every once in a while, you'll see a rube or a rustic tuck the uh, (laughs) tablecloth into their pants and stand up and ruin everyone's evening. That's someone who never went to a practice restaurant. So join me and the best comedians in the English-speaking world for International Waters. Go to MaximumFun.org or look for us in the iTunes store. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Jeff Haggerty, the Ohio State University. That's good. <laughs> that I like great. that. Cool. That's good. fun. Thank you. It's so people that. don't think it's Miami of Ohio. Right. Or the University of Miami. That's right. Florida State Seminoles. Different. Yeah, exactly. People get all those state universities mixed up. So <laughs> Here's your coffee. Made sure to say thank I really like this Jordan guy. I don't know about this Jesse. I've been working from home, uh, and so I've had some business meetings lately, and I have taken them at the Mexican restaurant by my house, La Beja. Okay. That means the bumblebee. Mm. Great, great restaurant, uh, known popularly as Mexican Three Stooges because the owner, it's a family restaurant owned by a a, a mother and father, (laughs) and their son works there as well. And um, the father loves the Three Stooges, has a bunch of Three Stooges stuff in the restaurant, and a huge mural of the Three Stooges. Uh, But the Three Stooges are definitely Latino in the mural. It's not clear whether they're supposed to be Latino in the mural, but they definitely are. (laughs) Um, And it's a great restaurant, my favorite restaurant in the world. I went out and said it. Wow. Okay. And it's on this block of really questionable businesses. There's sure, a, play, like places that sell phone cards. The, yes, there is a store that sells sure. phone cards. There Check is. Cashing. It's a sort of miscellaneous. It's sort of a miscellaneous, uh, you know, recent immigrant neighborhood shit store. Sure. So phone cards, pinatas, jumper rentals, um, you know, yeah. the, the, the various things. Mm-hmm. You know, tamarind, tamarind candies. 
Um, so that's fine. Then next to it, uh, e-cigarette store. Mm-hmm. The art and science of electronic cigarettes. <laughs> it's called, oh, it was called Vape On 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, which I think second location. I think it was the second location. The right. original one was called Vape On. It was named after the Dream On, the uh, <laughs> the HBO show, Jim not Locks the office. not the Aerosmith song, no, um, or the Common Saying, <laughs> <laughs> um, based on the popular put down. Yes, and there's a, and there is a gas station that no longer has gas. Mm-hmm. It's just the mini mart. It's just the mini mart. It's real sad. That is. Um, I've gone in there a few times to get mini mart things because it's the closest convenience store to my house. And every time I go in there, I am just crushed by the sadness of this place (laughs) and just the raw surliness of the man running the counter. Just, just hates that I'm there. Yeah. Just one of those things where I went in one time to get ice. And he just stared at me for a few seconds and then just pointed. Oh. Mm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. that kind of situation. So these are the businesses. But there's also a bicycle co-op. And it's just a real small storefront on this street. Um, and it's got a sign in the window that says classes, you know, whatever, bike co-op, blah, 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 blah. And Friday and Saturday nights, this place has – they'll, like, cone off a couple of parking spaces and they'll have – bikes chock-a-block in those parking spaces you know 40 50 bikes and they have big like party like hangout parties there at the bike co-op you know all these bike people and their Mm -hmm. little bike outfits and the whole nine yards you know what i mean kind of punk rock bike messenger type guys suicidal tendencies cap sure and um or you know in in our neighborhood you're talking about a you know morrissey t-shirt sure um, a Morrissey t-shirt also has a suicidal tendencies cap. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. so it's, um, you know, uh, like Latino metal guys also. Mm-hmm. A lot of Latino metal guys in bike caps, you know, with the bill turned up, sure. uh, that kind of thing. Um, and just miscellaneous bike types. But it's a, it's a uh, uh, you know, it's not a Portland type sure. bike, bike collective. It is an East Los Angeles type bike collective. So I went in there because I have been riding my bike a lot more and uh, commuting to work sometimes on my bike. And... I don't really know how to do anything with a bike. Mm-hmm. And there was just two guys hanging out in there. One guy, I want to say mid-30s, another guy, maybe mid-20s, just talking to each other. And it's a real small space, just a couple of bike stands, you know, that you put your bike up on to repair and a counter. Nobody's behind the counter, so there's these two guys there. And I say, hey. And they turn and look at me and they say, hi. And then they turn back to each other mm-hmm. and start talking again. And I say, so, do you guys have any classes in here? You guys have classes here, and uh, what are you hoping to get from a bike class? I want to learn how to change my tires. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, lubricate my chain. Is there a class that helps you bike better? Is that a thing? Yeah, just pump pump my pump my glutes. Sure. Yeah, I want to blast my glutes. Yeah. Sure, you got to blast your glutes. Got to blast something when you're biking. <laughs> sure. Um, you know, I just want, I want to be able to, like, if something goes, if I'm, if, because, you know, it's like a 45 minute ride. So Mm -hmm. if something goes wrong when I'm 25 minutes from home on my bike, I want to be able to fix that thing enough that I can make it the 20 minutes to my office or the 25 minutes back to my house rather than having to, I guess, call a cab to put my bike in sure. i don't yeah. know what i would do in any other context you need a class yeah i need a little class right. just to learn how to switch my bike tube and stuff right. i had to teach myself how to switch my bike tube yeah uh, because this happened to me i blew out my tube 
and luckily it was like three blocks from my house, so I could just walk my bike back to my house, go on YouTube, figure out how to change a bike tube, and then do it. It took me like three hours, yeah, but I figured it out. You got to go on TubeTube for that to learn all, <laughs> all sorts of tube-related so I go in this. So I'm thinking I can just take tube maybe, worms. Also, facts about tube worms. That's something else you can also find it's in tube tube. tube worms. There's some bike stuff. In there. I'm thinking I'm not ready to be a bike guy, but I'm ready to give the bike people seventy five dollars. Sure. And take a couple Sunday afternoons and learn some basic shit about bikes. Yeah. Sure. And then I can feel like I've contributed to this really valuable neighborhood resource. They also are, you know, trying to get bike lanes on this big street that's right by my house. I really appreciate that as a person who's scared to fucking death to ride his bike on that street. Um, and so, you know, I want to do, you know, I want to get involved and learn a skill. So I asked the guys who got a class here. Um, one of them goes, yeah. And the other one goes, nope. <laughs> <laughs> good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Yeah, they're giving me the good the Yes, cop, no cop. The guy who says... Good bike co-op guy, bad bike co-op guy. <laughs> they sort of talk over each other for a second. Mm -hmm. And the, what comes out of it is the one guy says, there's a class here, but we don't teach it. Uh. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, then is there a way? Can I sign up for the class or when is the class? And they're like, well, we're thinking about having a class. <laughs> <laughs> now, the I want to be clear. changing every moment. There's a big sign in the window that says classes. <laughs> <laughs> it would be abundantly clear that that's the case. Do you think it could have been just like a reverse graffiti situation where the sign said asses? Yeah. That's and someone's like, oh, I should make is. this say classes. I should, I should clean it up a little <laughs> yeah. bit. This is already funny. I mean, it's already weird enough that there's any sign in any window near my house in any storefront that doesn't say Zumba. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but, okay, so, I, so I'm so i having this conversation with these guys who are absolutely just... Do you think they just want you to leave? What's weird is they have the exact middle tone between embracing me and utter contempt. Oh my God. <laughs> like, such a mix of those two things. Yeah. Um, was it one each? The one guy who was saying yes and no, or it was like they both? No, it, bo it was a bouillabaisse on each of their parts. <laughs> that, it was really a mix of social signals coming, and so they said. One of the guys says, "Why don't you write down your email address?" <laughs> and I'm like, "This is a this email address is going straight in the can, but I'll do that." I mean, I do genuinely want to take this bike class. Yeah, <laughs> like that's why I'm. That's why I walked into this weird random storefront that doesn't have a name on it, just a picture of a bicycle and says classes. Yeah. So, I say okay, I'll write it down, and then they sort of go back to their conversation. I'm like, so I guess I should find a piece of paper <laughs> and a pen. <laughs> And they look at me and they just nod. Oh my god! So luckily, there's like an envelope, like some junk mail, on the counter. So you just wrote it on their Bed Bath and Beyond coupon. And you know, one of those kind, of, yes, and one of those kind of big pens where the cap is lost, and sure. you know what I mean. Yeah. So I wrote my information on it, and I wrote underneath bike class, <laughs> and I handed it to them. You should have wrote bike ass. Yeah, and then. It was it was legitimate. I don't know, I don't know where I stand with these people. Yeah, I don't know if I talk to. They probably only talk through a, uh, a one of those human megaphones. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> What's Wait, that? Like what, like That's what a the thing from, uses to no, row? like from the ninety nine. That seems like a gay sex move. <laughs> 
from the megaphone. Occupy Wall Street. You know, the human megaphone is where one guy says they're all having oh, yeah. a collective, making a collective decision. So one person says something, and then everyone else repeats it really loud all together. Right. Hmm. You don't know you hear about this? That. I didn't hear about this. That was one of the most interesting and hilarious things about the entire Occupy <laughs> movement. <laughs> <laughs> it was very sweet. I oh, think by it, the, overall, the number one quality it had was, it's, was yeah. that it was very sweet. Occupy-related. I saw a guy on a skateboard wearing a Guy Fox mask the other day. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so I wanted I, to fucking high-five that dude so hard. <laughs> I don't know if I am going to be... I really don't know. Well, you want... I mean, if they reach out to you, you're going to take that class. Oh, You, you want be- it to work. I, yes, of course yeah. I want it to work. Yeah. But if I show up for that class, yeah. what it if I happen. show up for that class, I just end up getting beaten with a bicycle <laughs> chain? <laughs> I don't think they care enough about you to do that, to be totally honest. I feel yeah, like, they wouldn't waste the chain. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be a test at the beginning of the bicycle class where I show my calf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if there's insufficient definition... <laughs> Now, of course, that's not going to be a problem. For but me yeah, I mean, now, what seems course. like that's yeah, I mean, it seems like this is such a such a classic hipster business where they they like whether it's intentional or not, they are making you feel lucky to be included on whatever it's it is they're doing. Way past a hipster business yeah. is a full on anarchist bookstore. <laughs> is way beyond. It's way beyond artisanal whatever. Yeah. Because the artisanal hipster bullshit whatever is specifically for rich people, mm-hmm. and so. They want to make you feel bad, but their goal of making you feel bad is to separate you from too much money, mm-hmm. like to get you to pay $20 for some honey. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? This business d- does not want my money because they want they just want to hang out, yeah. drink, and do human megaphones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it sounds like – or this might be a situation. I guess I kind of like – Thinking about businesses like this, I think it's probably very, very likely that whoever owned it might know more about the classes and might be yeah. able to direct you. But he had to, like, you know, yeah, stay home or he was too hungover. So these are just his buddies who are workers, watching the store. I, seven and eight or something There's like nothing that. for sale. Okay. Let's be clear. At you can store. rent. They explained to me that you can rent one of the stands. I think what happens is... You rent a stand, and then somebody just helps you because they're hanging out there. Right. <laughs> well, I you think have, I think the research is on you. You have to figure out what they do. Tell them what they do. That's yeah. how, and then they might do it for you. Right. They might not know what they're doing there. It's like I feel like it's like a boys and girls club without the teachers. <laughs> like there's. <laughs> There's a wheel for shining plastics and metals, you know what I mean? But you got to figure out how to use it mm-hmm. or you're fucked. Like it's available to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a circular saw, but if you don't know what to saw with that saw, yeah, you're out of luck. You're busted. I mean, maybe I'm thinking like the next time you go in, I'm thinking like peace offering, like bring them something for the store, something that they would need. I mean, I guess pound I don't... cake? Yeah, pound cake, maybe. A nice quiche. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. Oh, you know what I wish? Our One of our um, one of our past interns who works on events with us when we have events, mm-hmm. Mariel Reyes, um, is a bicycle enthusiast, mm-hmm. and she's also a tough Dominican lesbian. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if Mariel was with me, uh, they would accept me as one of their own immediately. Mm-hmm. 
but she lives in New York. Yeah. I need a tough lesbian cycling enthusiast to to integrate me into this world to the point where I can reach the point of bare competency where I can fake it from there on out. Right. I mean, like, you've got to be able to – maybe if they have a message board at the bike shop, you could, like, find someone – just kind of like sneak in, straight, put your phone number on the bulletin board. Straight white out. 30-something man. Yes. Seeks. <laughs> seeks tough Dominican lesbian or other... Parentheses, <laughs> not sex, promise. <laughs> you got to lead off with that. Yeah. Must, no be, must be cycling enthusiast, have own chains. Well, I mean, I'm, it might not be completely a race thing. Have you thought about just adopting that costume for when you go in? I mean, get yourself wearing the clothing of a tough lesbian, or you know, or wore one of these guys. Like, go wear those like tight shorts that stop above the knee. Get yourself a suicidal tendencies cap. Flip up the brim. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're going to take one look at my gut, and they're going to know I'm not one of them. Those guys have guts, right? There's some guts in, in that club, I bet. There's got to be. Some beer guts. I've definitely seen some gutty bikers. Yeah. There's definitely some beers. Totally. There's no doubt that there's some beers. I've seen that joint on Friday and Saturday night. They pound, they knock a few back. And I, don't they, think the gut, right. I don't think the gut excludes you. I feel like I've seen, I've seen cycling enthusiasts that are borderline tubby. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There's some tubbies in that. So you think if I if I just punk rocked myself out a little bit, get yourselves a get yourself put your keys on the climbing hook, carabiner, carabiner. There can you I, go. Can I get in here for a second? Yeah, uh, Jesse. Here's what you need to do: grab a mini DVD player, mm-hmm. uh, throw in Premium Rush, right? Joseph Gordon-Levitt, <laughs> right? Watch it. Walk into the store. Show that you're make it clear, like, look, I'm watching this, guys. I don't have a lot of time. I have to finish Premium Rush. So can we make this quick? <laughs> right. And I mean, then, can I ask you a question? Yes, of course. I actually already have a mini, a mini DVD player, portable DVD player. I know. My, you know, you've, you've been to, <laughs> sure. you've been to my house while sure. I was asleep. Of course, <laughs> I know all about this. I have a portable DVD player, but um, I don't have a copy of Premium Rush. Mm-hmm. I do have a copy of both the classic and new. Disney Winnie the Pooh movie. Uh-huh. Do you have a recommendation between those two? Which one you two? should be watching? Between those two. Which one I should be bringing I when I when I walk into this shop next time? <laughs> Got to go classic. Yeah, Gotta classic. Go classic. Not going to respond poo. to the new Pooh. No, absolutely not. They're gonna want. They're gonna want to hear. I'm just a little yes, black, black rain. rain cloud. Yeah, absolutely. That's the stuff. Hovering over. <laughs> This is, I mean, this is great. I'm just a little <laughs> black rain cloud. You can lose the DVD player now. Eeyore and Tigger are Walk here. Walk singing that. Eeyore and Tigger. You know the film. I know the song, yeah. yeah. Boy, Winnie the Pooh to me was so fucking boring when Whoa, I was a kid. Really? I am like, Come what? on. It, what? Why? It's the best this, kids thing. The, Did you have it's the only good the, Disney thing. The the donkey is sad. He's a fucking bummer. Yeah, yeah. Tigger's that's what right. makes it so Maybe great. I guess. Kids feel sad sometimes. You didn't know that? Yeah, I know. I could. I was aware about sad. Oh yeah, Jesus I was so bored. Christ. You're gonna rip into poo. <laughs> poo and Tintin were the I two doing? things. I'm like, I can't. Come <laughs> on. I didn't do Tintin. I think you mean Tan Tan. <laughs> I do mean. Excuse me, Tan Tan. <laughs> I, I think you mean Bon Bon. Bon Bon. I think there are probably there are probably some cycling enthusiasts of the hardcore urban variety mm-hmm. uh, who can help me in this situation. Yeah, 
And by help me, I mean just come over to my house and we'll walk, walk down together. <laughs> bodyguards. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up bodyguards. Oh, my God. So surly. Oh, you should also be drinking like a 40 of malt liquor out of a paper bag. Oh, you no, know, there's no doubt about that. I mean, yeah. that's obvious. I'm going to have to pour the, li- the malt liquor out and replace it with something else that I'm, I, as a non-drinker, can drink, like mm-hmm. grape soda or... Sure. It um, doesn't look like malt liquor. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. I guess I've never seen Not malt liquor. Well, I think there's more, does it look more like juice. orange soda? You could do, do, like, maybe boil down some apple juice so it's a sure. little more concentrated. Like a cream soda, but let the carbonation get out of there. So I should put, what mm-hmm. should I put? So part grape, grape soda. Yeah. No part grape orange soda. soda. Don't put Zero any grape, grape soda, soda in there. Yeah. Don't put any grape soda. There's really only like two sodas I want to have in there, uh-huh. grape and orange. Uh-huh. Wait, no, what I'd proportion should I use? That might work. Yeah. You know, just drinking a Capri Sun. Okay. <laughs> Got it. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Jeff Haggerty, the Ohio State University. Okay. Let's get up on the... Speaking of sport, college sport, professional sport, mm-hmm. sports stadia, let's look up on the Jumbotron, where we will find the Kickstarter project Fritz the Rat King. Fritz it, the Rat King. It's a fully illustrated version of the Nutcracker that takes a Nightmare Before Christmas slash Where the Wild Things Are twist. And, uh, hey... If it gets funded on Kickstarter, old Jesse Thorne's going to do the audiobook. I think so. I think I have agreed to this. Mm-hmm. I think I have agreed to this. I don't remember if a, if a rate was negotiated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know. Hopefully that's part of the money they're raising. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? If you're going to kick in some money for this and it goes, I say just send me a check. Yeah. Send me a little extra. You know what I mean? Why not? It's me that you love. Yeah. Throwing that thorn cut. I mean, sure, Fritz the Rat King is great. Yeah, nothing wrong with Fritz the Rat King. He's one of the best. He's probably. I mean, it's one of the best children's books about a rat king. Mm-hmm. Presumably, yeah. <laughs> Wait, is the Rat King where all their tails yeah. get stuck together? I was gonna say, do we know what a real Rat King is? But That's the rat, rat King, king. is the sounds rat like a gay king. sex move. <laughs> <laughs> it almost certainly is. <laughs> I'm the Rat King in the Nutcracker. <laughs> the Rat Talk King is the, the back. Bad guy in the in the Nutcracker, right? Uh, yes, uh, I think so. Right? Is his name Fritz in the re- in the original ballet? I don't know. I think it is. Dum, 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 also, Ninja dum, Turtles dum, has dum, the Rat dum, King. Dum, dum, dum. That's one of the Splinter. Lesser bad guys. No, the Rat King. He's like a like a like a guy who lives in the sewer. He's yeah. a man, right? He who can control rats? rats. Yeah. yeah, he can control their minds. That was the why, first Rat King I knew. Why did they have to fight all those animal mutant guys? And also just a dude that can control rats. I think, if I'm remembering my Ninja Turtles correctly, I think uh, maybe it started out they were fighting humans and then that was boring and then they they figured out you could just mutate animals and that's more popular. I think so, Are we talking about in the comic book or in the TV show? I think just T. I don't. I don't know or anything the about the comics. Films, the film series. Yeah, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles started as uh, boys. Mm-hmm. They were just boys fighting yeah. other fighting Who men. Just were called a weird thing. Yes, <laughs> they just called themselves that. Yeah, and then slowly they turned them into ninjas. Slowly they added the the turtle part. Yeah. What about Master Splinter? He was always there. He was always the giant living 
speaking rat. Okay, so that was sort of originally the idea was there was these boys. Boys. They met this giant rat. Right. <laughs> and right. they said, we got to get with this. Yeah. yeah. They couldn't find a rat, but they did find some turtles. Right. So they invented a substance, the ooze. Yeah. Right. As it's known, and uh, or did the rat turtles. did the easy. rat invent this substance? Uh, I'm I'm not positive anymore. I think I think he had some. And why did they decide to use turtles? Was it because their other 1950s cliches weren't animate? They couldn't use a baseball mitt or a fishing pole. <laughs> <laughs> are you thinking of of like boy cliches from? Yeah. Okay, yeah, like a skinned like a skinned knee. They were originally <laughs> They were originally a mutant cub scout pack. Yeah. Okay, moral of the story is look for Fritz the Rat King on Kickstarter, a listener trying to put this book together. Bet it's neat. I'd like to be the voice of I've never been the voice of an audiobook. All I've ever really been the voice of, really, is some ESL exams once. It's pretty good. It was pretty good. I mean, I taught some, I judged some young people's, some young Japanese people's ability to speak English. I'd like to be the voice of more things. Yeah. You know, our friend Tom Sharpling recently became the voice of a character on a television program on the uh, Cartoon Network. Okay. And look, God bless Tom. I'm glad to hear he got that great gig. That's great. Yeah. You know, me and Jordan are sitting right here. I'm actually going to be the voice of a cartoon on ComedyCentral.com. Oh, boy. Oh, what the Whoa. fuck? Yeah. Lightning just struck Sorry, in between man. you two guys. Whoa, what Black the fuck? lightning. Yeah. You didn't even tell me about this. I, I, yeah. Me and Steve Agee. You and fucking Steve Agee? Yeah, Rich Vulture, too. You cut... you. The three of you cut me out? We you talked about Steve it. Agee, we talked about it. We had the full short episode, arguably mm-hmm. the greatest episode of Jordan Jesse Go ever. Until this one. You, you and Agee... Went off and said, this is a really great team mm-hmm. if we replace Thorn with Fulcher. <laughs> yeah. That, it had a thornish quality that didn't <laughs> quite work, but if we added a little Fulcher. Yeah. That's so, yeah, so weird, fine. you as the American Fulcher. <laughs> 500 bucks. That's what I, 500 bucks, I'll narrate your shit. Wow. A thousand bucks. I'll narrate your shit. So you don't do <laughs> <laughs> Depending on what the shit is, I well, guess. It depends on what it is. You know, yeah. I'm not going to narrate a whole, your whole fucking H.P. Lovecraft style novel for 500 bucks. <laughs> I know what you're emailing me right now. If you want to be the Lovecraft, voice of Lovecraft, more, more like short stories. So that would be a... Well, but it's a, but it's a novel in the style oh, okay. of Lovecraft. Gotcha. It's not an action. They're not just paying me to read Lovecraft out loud to them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll do that. I might get spooked out, though. It's pretty spooky. Scary. Yeah, I don't want it. I, no spooky stuff. Cthulhu. Here's the rules. $500. You started out being very accommodating. Now there's too many rules. $500, maybe $1,000. No spooky stuff. I'm not going to say no to 1000 <laughs> not going to say no to $1,000. going to say no to spooky. Look, if you got $20,000, let's do this. Yeah. Let's make this happen. Email Teresa at MaximumFun.org and we will make dreams come true. You want me to narrate a fucking television commercial? Yeah. Give me some residuals and I'm in. It's a it's a famil- it's a warm, familiar <laughs> voice that millennials that will get love. mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> if something is too spooky. You want do you want a couple looks? I'll give you a couple sounds mm. for my take. So sometimes oh, this is this is a rich voice. Mm. This is a wonderful product. Or how about this? This is like my fun millennial guy. Hey, I love skateboarding this wonderful product. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's so impetuous. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like a guy that has 
let me put it this way: personality to burn. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. I have a hundred voices bursting out of me, each one worth at least fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> buys one of each. (laughs) One of each of my voices, just half a million dollars. That's phenomenal. That's a bargain, honestly. You got a used car dealership? I'll do your radio spot. I got my own studio. Let's ISDN this shit. Let's be clear. I don't have ISDN. (laughs) You'll have to send that over. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Jeff, have you ever done a voiceover job? No, I haven't. So you're one of the the proud. I feel like I feel like a Jesse Thorne when yeah. it comes to like not Wait, having, being the voice of something. Is that an ins- insult? Yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. You go home to your girlfriend. She's like, "What's the matter?" You're like, "I'm just feeling kind of like a Jesse Thorne today." <laughs> I know that right now out there, there are advertising briefs across this great nation looking for a some voice, of them advertising briefs looking for a voice that sounds. Older than it is, mm-hmm. but not quite like an old, trustworthy person. And insincere, but not insincere enough to be like an alt-rock voice kind of guy. Just a real tweener type voice. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Can yeah. Can I ask a question? Like, because you guys are known for your voices so much. Do you get people hold on. Like, guessing? Oh, hold on. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can ask me a question. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> Hold on, let me get wow. my let me get my colorful ethnic grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're known for our voices. <laughs> the old country. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Have you ever had people like guess what you look like? And obviously that like in the internet age, mm-hmm. this isn't like Casey Kasem. This isn't like uh like Casey Kasem, for example, I pictured what he looked like. Right. Has anyone ever told you like, oh, I think I think you look like this just based on your voice. Has that yeah, I mean, I think people tend, based on my voice, when they meet me in real life, they say, wow, I'm surprised and disappointed um, because you're, you're out of my league. Your uh-huh. looks are out of my league. So a lot of times they hear me and they think, you know, it's a seven and eight. That's something I could get. Then yeah. they see mm-hmm. me and they think that's something I, that's out of my reach. 10.5. Yeah. 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 Then they try and get you drunk, so you lower your standards. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's the that's pretty much how it works. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's how they fucked Garrison Keillor. <laughs> Bagged. Yeah. Bagged Keillor. Bagged Keillor. Is that what they call it in the Midwest? That's what they call it on Tumblr. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keeler bagging. Keillorbagging.tumblr.com. <laughs> Just pictures of Garrison Keillor fucking. No one make that tumbler. No one make it. Please I know you want to. I know you don't make it. it. Don't make that tumbler. Don't do it. I agree. Three one time three. I was almost the voice of Jet Blue. Oh yeah? On the radio. Whoa. Only on the only on the radio. Starley Kine, mm-hmm. radio super producer Starley Kine sure. had a buddy that worked in advertising, pitched he said she said, I need just the right voice, blah, blah, blah. And and so I recorded something. They the guy said, Yeah, this is fucking perfect. This is great. Until it hit JetBlue. JetBlue vetoed me. Ah, isn't that bullshit? Yeah. Do they even send you some of those blue chips as a consolation prize? Some Terra blues. Terra. Not even one Terra mm. Terra blue chip. You should you should really demand some Terra blues. If you're out there, if you're a major airline, Terra even Doom. a minor. <laughs> I still feel really good about that. (laughs) Wait, can we just devote a section of the podcast every week to just saying jobs we want? (laughs) Yes. That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. 
Do you want to be back on this next week? Totally. Professional water skier. <laughs> That's yeah. my suggestion for next week. <laughs> Blowjob tester. <laughs> Guys, I'm not going to be here next week. Can I say what I want to oh, do? Oh, sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, third baseman for the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, that's what a dick would say. Hey. Whoa. I love the Yankees. I know. Uh, you're such right. a sweet guy. I, I almost forgive you for loving me. I'm Yankees. from there. I think I have to be grandfathered in. I'm from there. Yankee Stadium? I'm from Yankee Stadium. <laughs> you I'm were, from the boogie You were down. conceived there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and born, strange. Wow. Nine months later. Your mom, yeah, your yeah. mom was trapped under the bleachers for nine months during a bleacher accident. It was a collapse. You're from the only generation where I can almost kind of accept being a Yankees fan because you were, you probably, when you were growing up and just becoming aware of baseball, the Yankees were horrible. Yeah. I brought this point up just the other day. Yeah. In, in I, my own defense. It's not, it's not, now I want to be clear. <laughs> It's not a hundred percent acceptable. Mm. Um, I, my own personal theory, as as I think you probably know, is if that you're only allowed to be a Yankees fan if you're born and raised in the Bronx. Okay, um, I did, no, because I otherwise you had the option of being a Mets fan and you should have chosen it. Um, but that was the front runner. That was the eighties. That but, was like rooting for. But you know what? Up monsters. It, <laughs> In the 80s. It'd be like watching Space Jam and then rooting for the Monstars. <laughs> In the 80s, there was Rick They were on Monsters. Coke, right? That's why they were so fierce. Uh, we'll, be back in, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Jeff Haggerty, the Ohio State University. You know, when something momentous happens to you, our listener, we ask that you call us at 206-984 for fun for a segment called Momentous Occasions. Or email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Let's take a listen to our first call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and possible guest. Uh, this is Alex from Denton, Texas. Uh, I was just listening to episode number 289 when uh, Jesse announced the birth of his new son, Oscar. Uh, congratulations, by the way. Uh, here you announced that was momentous because I also have two sons, and they're also named Simon and Oscar, ages uh, seven and three. Uh, struck me as noteworthy and worth a quick phone call. Uh, enjoy the new baby. Bye. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty solid. So what's, what, should he change his, what should he change his son's names to? Mm. Well, if I lived in if I lived in Denton, mm-hmm. at least one of my children would be named uh, John Darneal. <laughs> I would probably name one John Darneal and the other one Mountain Goats. <laughs> Just Mountain Goat. <laughs> yeah, Mountain Goat. Yeah. No, Mountain Goats. It's all one word. Boy, I bet the cotton. Mm-hmm. I bet the kid who gets named John Darneal is probably like, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Glad I dodged that. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, who wouldn't want to be named after John Darneal? That guy's the sure. greatest. Just name the other kid John Worcester. Yeah. The underground rock heroes, like sort of wordy literary mm-hmm. world of underground, like brainy rock heroes is probably what you want to name your kids after in Denton. Sure. Next call, Agreed. please. Hi, Tim Jesse Go. This is Claire in San Luis Obispo, California, and I have a momentous occasion for you. I have just picked up my mail um, from today, and I am pleased to report that I am an official Nielsen family. 
So I hope everyone is ready for endless reruns of Murder, She Wrote and uh, <laughs> cartoons for adults. Uh, thanks. Bye. Holy That's shit. Great. Yeah. Do you have fusion? <laughs> <laughs> like, it is obvious what you need to do for please, our friend Jeff Haggerty here. listen to fusion. You could literally be the only Nielsen family in America watching fusion. That is very possible. I, don't you have to, like, pay to have a Nielsen rating even? Yeah, I, don't I think, think so. I think we're doing that yet. I, yeah. I think we don't want a rating. I, I, when I worked for Fuel TV, which yeah. is a similarly rink-a-dink operation, we, they didn't pay to get Nielsen I rated. I forgot that there was a Fuel also, because there's Fuel and there's Fuse, yeah. and now Fusion. Yeah, yeah. And really... Fuel's not around anymore. So. If you guys, Fusion, have yeah. you oh, heard about right my new network, Fuel's in? <laughs> <laughs> Funyun? <laughs> then there's Fusion's Wait, yeah. network. Fuel doesn't exist anymore? It does not. It's Fox Sports 2 now. What happens on Fox Sports 2? Soccer? Uh, a lot of different... No, well, that's Fox... Uh, there, there is Fox Sports in Espanol, there's Fox Soccer, and there's Fox Deportes. Oh. So, that's where... Wait, Fox Sports in Espanol is different from Fox Deportes? It is, but I don't know how. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of... Uh, what? So what happens on Fox Sports 2? Uh, a, lot of, a lot of different stuff. A lot of UFC, uh, a lot like like some NASCAR stuff, some... Indie car stuff. Just the How same. About funny cars. <laughs> yeah, funny cars. Funny cars. Yeah. Truckosaurus Love as those. a show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he deserves it. He's got a talk show. Yeah. <laughs> it's on every Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next call. Next call. Next call. Uh, hello, Jordan, Jesse, and distinguished guests. Uh, I'm calling with a momentous occasion. I'm 33. Just had my first car accident. I was going about 70 on an interstate. Hydro plant and rolled the car three times. Uh, walk, got up, walked away from it, and I'm just fine. Immortal power, plug it in. Yeah. Plug it in. That's great. Impervious to physical harm. <laughs> Did he call immediately <laughs> after escaping the car? He better have. I like oh, to think so. Gosh. Yeah. Barrel. Yeah, if this was like two days later... Yeah, this guy can go ahead and fuck himself. It would be the second barrel roll. It was like, <laughs> I got a call, Jordan Jesse Gale. It would be Something awesome about. if, as as he was as he was making the call, walking away from the car behind him, the car exploded in a <laughs> ball of flame. <laughs> He's just walking in slow motion. Yeah, that would be great. Allowed to have it any other way. Can I tell you guys what my momentous occasion is this week? Sure. Yeah. I recorded this whole segment with my dog Coco on my lap. Oh, she's being so good, too. Yeah. I know. She's How a good, good girl. Coco's being. She's Great a dog. very good girl. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jeff Haggerty, The Ohio State University. You know what? Radio commercials I'll do, television commercials, animated films. Yeah, how about this? Next time you're making one of those shitty sort of knockoff kids' movies, you know what I mean? Not like a DreamWorks one or a Disney one, but one of the ones that's supposed to like bolt. Sure. You know what I mean? It's supposed to seem like it's one of those. Mm-hmm. Ach, I'll play your Scottish character. <laughs> you know, like, oh, it's a Scottish hen. I mean, <laughs> yeah, gives love Scottish hen who sounds like a man. <laughs> I think, but I think the problem with those is that those are super reliant on like celebrity voiceovers. Yeah, I'm from National Public Radio. Oh, okay, yeah, Jesse Thorne. That'll voice get... of JetBlue. Jesse Boy. Thorne. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The vo- the the characters. The I think the other actors will be me, Tom Bodet from Motel Six. <laughs> <Sands. laughs> Tom Bodet's probably done two of those movies. 
I bet he has two. Don't you think? Uh, that would be my guess. <laughs> Maybe three. Fuck. I, although I think that I think that the knockoff ones are more celebrity infused than the regular ones. Judge Reinhold. Yeah, Judge Reinhold. But I think that's where you get. That's where like your Cameron Diaz's and stuff go to get a little payday. So. What about I would a think real you probably I think you probably have more of a chance getting in a Pixar movie. Couple, That's when they get a oh, Jordan yeah. Jesse Go fans work at Pixar. Oh. How about this? Put us in there. How about this? You sneak our asses in there. Yeah. I don't I wouldn't even have to get paid until after the fact. Just record a track, leave it there, say you're welcome as the Scottish hen. Right. What they write a movie around that. Ah. What? These monsters are going to college. <laughs> <laughs> The Scottish men observing Monsters University happening. Look out, Wally 2. In Wally 2, Wally's name is Wally 2. Nobody talks to this robot, and the robot himself doesn't talk. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, put me in all the movies. There you go. The hen watching the movie. Not even there. And talking about what, yeah, talking about how much he enjoys Wally. Ah, ah, trains are a new type of transportation that are easy to merchandise. <laughs> Let's do it. The pitch meeting hen. Oh, oh, my God. This hen is a monster. Phenomenal. A Latino paranormal activity. That's what the ah, hen wants to make. Ah, Generation Y or Millennial doesn't matter. I appeal to both. <laughs> Oh, this hen is already a pop cultural phenomenon. This is amazing. I love that Pixar movie. This happens, right? Yeah. It's the, it's the most a reference. It's the most confusing Pixar <laughs> yeah. movie. And you know what? I want to add one more thing. Jeffrey Katzenberg, mm. if you're out there and you want to knock off this Pixar movie, mm. I'm there for you before too. Before it happens, yeah. Yeah, knock it off before it happens. Sure. Fucking uh, bugs, a bug's life slash, what was the other thing called? Ants. Ants. Ants, style. ants with a Z. Absolutely. I'll fucking get that Woody Allen money. <laughs> I want that Woody Allen money. I want that Cliff from Cheers money. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we've made clear what my career goals are. I've really taken the time since my son has been born to focus on what's most important to me in life. Yeah. That is minor roles in animated films and or voiceover tracks for advertising campaigns that pay residuals. And have nothing spooky happening in them. No. A new, yeah. I should also add this point. Henry O'Selleck, if you're out there listening, you're thinking you're going to add me to some Spooktoberfest type situation. No, sir. Not interested. You're a nice man. I liked it when you came on my show that one time. But I am not interested in being one in one of your spooky fright fests. What did, what did he do? What was wrong? Yeah, he animated a lot of your, uh, you know, what's it? What's that called? Uh, the one that Coraline. Oh, oh sure. Yeah. Coraline. He's, he's animated many. He's oh, like one of the on. legends of stop motion animation. Please do some voices for him. Coraline's great. My friend John. Paranorman too? That. He got yeah. to go to the Oscars because of that. Oh, man. Come on. Get over your spooky okay. fear. <laughs> How about this? Ach, Paranorman. <laughs> Children are behind the times. They still think that zombies and whatnot are cool. <laughs> How about that? That's good. That's pretty yeah. good. I'll green light that. What about a sophisticated, what about a sophisticated like uh, English butler hen? That seems like uh, the romantic interest. Yes. Hello, sir. Would you would you care for a spot of tea or 
an egg that came out of my butt? All, all male hens. Sure. <laughs> well, it's a fem- No, it's a female hen. It just has that a sounds so male. Oh, okay. okay. Sure. Got it. It just has a husky. It's like Gina Davis. People like rich husky voices on we- <laughs> female <laughs> characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. The vocal fry. <laughs> oh. Well. Yep. All vocal fry. It was great to do this. Nielsen lady, I really hope that you're going to be watching Sports Talkers yes. on Fusion. Fusion. Sports Talkers, this is literally the Fusion craziest television show. It is so weird of a program that you've created. Mm-hmm. It's like a call-in talk show, sports talk, round table type show on ESPN or something. Yeah. If that was run by crazy alternative comedy people. Right. Well, that's exactly what it is. So I don't have to add <laughs> yes. anything more to that. That's exactly right. It is a very strange. I don't know what the crossover. I think only Nielsen can tell us what yeah. the crossover in the Venn diagram is between people that watch a mid-morning show on ESPN3. Don't have ratings. Don't want them. That's a <laughs> television version of a radio show. That's right. Um, and people who go to a lot of Upright Citizens Brigade shows. Haven't, don't, haven't people been clamoring for this? It's basically just our one listener, Zach Linder. Zach Linder (laughs) is in. He's sold. Everyone else, we'll see. Zach, let me know what you think. Yeah. Zach, drop Jeff an email. Let him know. Zach Linder, by the way, recently starred in a popular Improv Everywhere video. Oh. Yeah, our listener, Zach Linder. Good work, Zach Linder. Sure. Zach Linder right now is masturbating that we're talking about <laughs> Zach Linder. Well, he uh, masturbates to the show anyways. So. Zach Linder's a real winner. I like Zach Linder. Okay. So, Fusion Television. When is it on television? Basically all the time because there's only four shows, right? That's Yes, exactly. Uh, you can catch it most of the time. Monday through Thursday at 6 p.m. is when, we're, uh, when we have new shows. I've also enjoyed watching some clips on the internet. Can people watch clips on the internet? Absolutely. Fusion.net uh, slash sports underscore talkers. Yeah, and I recommend also you can check out Paul F. Tompkins also has a show on Fusion.net with the right. uh, Brian Henson Improv Puppets. That's right. No You Shut Up, I believe it's called. Yeah. Well, I'm it's not called saying that No. You shut up. Right. It's not called No, You Shut Up. No, that's correct. I didn't want to say it in that's a way. That's why I'm a voiceover professional and you're not, <laughs> Jeff. That's why you're such a Jesse Thorne. I just <laughs> oh, being called a Jesse Thorne by Jesse Thorne. And I, Nader. I also, as long as I'm giving out plugs, I want to mention that Jordan has been uh, guest hosting Bullseye as I have been home with my wife and children uh, on paternity leave. He's been doing such you a va- wonderful job. You vowed job. to not go back to the uh, to the show until you get those bike classes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jordan has been doing such a wonderful, wonderful job on Bullseye. Thank you. Um, a great interview with... Uh, the former lead singer of Bad Religion, who now is uh, a guitar player, guitar player, current guitar me. player, the current yeah. guitar player of Bad Religion, yeah. who is now a an independent, who is now an independent music mogul, mm-hmm. uh, talking about punk rock music is very enjoyable. Sure, um, wonderful outshot this week about Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of great stuff. Jordan's been doing a lot of really solid work. Great interview about the Room a week ago. Um, just real, real great work. Uh, anybody out there, I will say, you know, says like, oh, isn't it cute that Jordan's hosting the show? Isn't it <laughs> sweet that Jordan's hosting the show and doing such a good job? Are they surprised? Yeah, maybe Jordan has been a professional broadcaster for 10 years. Sure. He's a great, he's so very talented. So that's why he's that. here. Yeah. You take condescending that. pricks. Yeah, God. that's how I feel. Jesus. Look, Jordan's <laughs> not in a position to say that. Yeah. I'm going to say it on his behalf. Jordan is fucking talented. That's why he's he's a talented professional. Yeah. That's why he does a great job. Can I say it too? 
Yeah, please jo- do. Jordan's really fucking guys. talented. Thank you guys. Yeah, Jordan's a so, talented guy. He's a great host. Shut and I, I mean, I think just in general, etiquette. Some, some, yeah. just a, some etiquette. Yeah. Tips out there. I feel like I, I feel like a grown person. Yeah. Takes cute or adorable as condescending. Yeah. Unless you are just right about to fuck them. Like unless you are right about to fuck them, cute yeah. or adorable is a little condescending. Yeah. It's still condescending. It's just they're about to fuck you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Let's get this done. Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. My brain's not working. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Fine. I'll put on a little hat. I don't know. Cute. Yeah. Dude, your muscle hit me in the That wasn't my muscle. We'll be back in just a second. No, wait. Next week. One week. Jennifer Marmer on the boards, our producer, Sonny D, Brian Fernandez. You can email us at jjgoatmaximumfun.org. Visit us on the internet. Review us on iTunes. Say something nice. Say fucking something nice to us on Facebook. Do it. Bring up a controversial topic on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Post some fan art on Facebook. Do it all on Facebook. Online at (laughs) facebook.com. Search Jordan Jesse Go. We'll talk to you next time. I'm Jordan Disco. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.